Hey everybody, we're going to be talking about anti-aging today. Not a topic we do very often, but we all want to look good. We're all a little mm -hmm. vain, even if you don't want to admit it. I'm not vain at all, as you can tell. I'm not wearing a three-piece for like fun. Steve Jobs uh, right now. <laughs> you do look like Steve Jobs. <laughs> I was like, my face nice. is the focal point. I'm just kidding. It's very vain. Decision fatigue. Anyway, I'm Dr. Obe, functional medicine doctor. I'm Aubrey, functional nutritionist. And uh, we're going to be talking about anti-aging today. And we're going to start in a place that you may not think we're going to start. But today we're going to be focused on mainly complexion and, um, and anti-aging wrinkles all that stuff and we typically start with what Aubrey the gut <gasps> so not the face not the face no you're gonna treat the face by the gut yeah. one thing I you're will crazy. say no I know so the first and foremost which I'm gonna have two parts of this we should utilize external skincare when we can we absolutely should. There are just some things that, you know, I'd say like estheticians, um, they do have a leg up on them, on us, mm -hmm. naturally what we can do. But anyways, I just want to give you permission for that. <laughs> but just know that the more, like, the less you do work on yourself, the more money you'll have to spend and then you're not necessarily, you won't necessarily get the same results. That's right. So everything comes from the gut. So I like to think of our skin as a warning sign or as like the, hey, something, something's going on down here. It's our most outward reflection of what's going on internally. So when you look and you have, say, dark circles on your eyes when you have different patches different acne different rashes even skin discoloration a lot of the times something's going on in your gut and we see that really commonly especially with dysbiosis so that's overgrowth of yeast fungus mold you name it everyone's going to have an issue with that at some point whether you think so or not you don't have to have digestive symptoms to have that overgrowth in your gut sometimes the worst cases have no digestive symptoms but it's all outward appearance um, so one of the things that I'd say first and foremost is always changing nutrition before you can see a functional medical doctor to, to actually get a scope and seeing what's inside of your gut. And the biggest things that you can do for your skin and for aging is reducing inflammatory foods. Mm -hmm. So we talk about this all the time, but if you, I say one of the most common foods that not only kind of increases inflammation, but gives you a direct impact on your skin is dairy. Most people who consume dairy will get acne. They'll get even little rashes around the, the, the side of their head. They'll get some type of irritation. Women primarily, I guess, and men. Women a lot of times see it right in here too. There's a difference between hormonal acne and you'll, you'll go through all this like face mapping but at the end of the day the gut's the gut and it affects the face so I'd say dairy is one of the biggest ones gluten as well when you think of the gut and kind of like what your skin needs you have to realize that everything you eat and everything you take in feeds and nourishes every part of your body including your skin you have to stay hydrated that's one of the biggest things you can't keep lathering on higher hyaluronic acid Ooh, that's a mouthful without being hydrated on the inside as well. Mm -hmm. um, so reduce inflammatory foods, increase hydration, and you want to get as many nutrients as possible. Sometimes, you know, like the ketosis pilaris and any of the chicken skin you have, it's a vitamin A deficiency most of the chicken time as skin. well. Yeah, that's what my mom used to call it. <laughs> We're Southern though. Um, so, you know, so vitamin A deficiency, which you can get a lot of that from things like sweet potatoes. So it's all about going through and figuring out what different what do i need from food so nutrient density is first and foremost and vegetables are going to be your main key on that one mm -hmm. um there's so much we can dive into so it kind of just hit a few topics on that one right so unless there's anything that so there right so we we've done plenty of videos on the right. gut so we don't need to go in full detail about right. that right now but she gave you a few tips um of course for topical things yeah. uh you use your estheticians we're not going to go over everything today yeah. but i wanted to go back to no matter what the cause of acne or skin blemish or whatever it is it almost always goes to the gut so it doesn't matter if it's hormonal acne right. if it's hormonal acne there's still something going on in the gut or inflammatory 
story. I used to have terrible acne as a teenager and went into adulthood. I was taking doxycycline and all kinds of stuff to manage the acne and it worked. But all those antibiotics, doxycycline is an antibiotic mm -hmm. and so it did a lot of work on my gut, not in a good way. And um, But ever since I've been able to change my diet, reduce inflammatory foods, heal my gut, I really don't struggle with acne yeah. at all unless I gluten or dairy. Um, those are my two triggers. And, um, and so the skin is the outward reflection. So of course, um, fix your gut, decrease inflammatory foods, use your, your esthetician. Uh, but one of the things I, I wanted to kind of promote today was really uh, Retin-A and Tretinoin. It's not mm -hmm. something we sell, that's uh, a pharmacy thing. But uh, the, instead of taking doxycycline, uh, one of the things you can use on your face is, is Tretinoins or Retin-A. And um, the biggest mistake I, I see with Tretinoins and Retin-A is that people put too much on in the beginning. Mm -hmm. They think it's just a cream, they put it all over, and then their skin gets really, red, kind of hot and inflamed, or they go out in the sun and it, it tears up and like, oh my gosh, I'm allergic to that stuff. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Everyone should be able to tolerate Retin-A and Tretinoins. Now be careful in pregnancy. That's a longer story with your pharmacist, but um, everyone should be able to tolerate Tretinoins and Retin-A. You just have to start small. Right. So usually what I, I tell people is take whatever dose you're going to do and, and put it on your fingertip and dab around your face so that you can get an even spread. Mm -hmm. um, or like if you're having trouble, like, oh, I missed a spot and I want to get every spot, then take some lotion that you mm -hmm. like for your face and compound your own tretinoin. Um, if it's too much, then just put some lotion and the tretinoin, mix it up, then dab it around your face mm -hmm. and you can dilute your own retin-A basically. Another thing you can do to, to reduce the dose so you don't react as heavily is you can just skip days. So when you're first getting on it, do it twice a week or do it three times a week. Let your skin adapt to it. And as you adapt to it, then you can get to where you put it on every day. Uh, I'm no dermatologist, but I've heard that if you can get to the higher levels, it actually does it more and more. So you have to work your way up yeah. to that. And so you might start at a 0.05 or a 0.025, but work with your physician if you want to, to get to the higher levels. So retinoin, uh, tretinoins help with acne uh, mm -hmm. very well, um, but they also are one of the main things that decrease wrinkles, uh, pro uh, production of wrinkles. Um, but also, if, if someone's taken retinoids for 10, 20, 30 years, you can almost always tell that they look younger than their counterparts of the same age. So for women, you can get uh, makeup products, I think, with, with tretinoins and stuff in it, but mostly it's gonna be found in creams that you would put on at night or yeah. something. Uh, so talk to your doctor. The other thing I like to warn you is if you're going to get tretinoins from the pharmacy, you're going to get whatever that pharmaceutical put in that skin product. And you may not like some of those ingredients. Just because it's a tretinoin from a pharmaceutical place doesn't mean you like the alternative ingredients in it. The whole thing is not tretinoin. It's 0.05% tretinoin. That means it's 99.95. 99.5, I don't know, whatever the math is. Majority is other stuff, yeah. okay? So another thing you can do is you can work with your local compounding pharmacy, ask your physician to send the tretinoin as a compounded prescription to your compounding pharmacy. Then you can go talk to your compounding pharmacist and say, hey, I want a really clean lotion that I know the ingredients that you trust that will actually help my skin in addition to the tretinoin mm -hmm. and they can compound it for you and make a nice clean product. And, and tretinoins are generic. It should not be very expensive. Mm -hmm. So if they're charging an arm and a leg, chop around until you find a good, do uh, a good price. Yeah. So there's plenty you can do in the anti-aging world. We don't talk a lot about, about that a lot, but we just wanted to make sure you knew that the first step in treating your skin is treating your gut. Mm -hmm. If you improve your gut, your skin will naturally have a, a glow. Um, uh, last but not least, actually, I'll end with this. Uh, women and estrogen is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So if you're menopausal, I'm a big fan of hormone replacement. I've talked about that in other videos. But it is very difficult to keep your skin fluffy and, and, and doughy uh, without estrogen. Skin just kind of naturally dries and you lose the volume in your face and things. So I'm a big fan of uh, estrogen uh, post-menopause. But that's for my hormone videos. Yeah.
So that's all on the anti-aging today. Leave a comment, subscribe to our channel. Hopefully you enjoyed this and we'll see you next time. Okay.